Well, as Richard said at the top of the service, in a number of days' time, it's going to be St. David's Day. So a couple of people this morning uh, have kind of had, what, would, what do we call it, the saintly sitting chair something, something. Uh, well, we're going to all have a chance today to see how much we know about St. David and how saintly we are, okay? So can I invite everyone to stand up where you are, if that's okay, if standing for a while is going to be okay for you? And then just jump up where you are, and I'm going to ask you a series, I'm going to present you with a series of statements. If you think they're true, I'm going to ask you to give me a thumbs up. Anybody want to just prepare for this? Give me a thumbs up. Great, that's what I want to see. And if you think they're not true, you give me a... Very good. Okay, here we go. So we'll we'll see how we get on. Now, some people call him St. David. Some people call him Dewey Sant. I'm from the Valleys. So I call him Die the Saint. Okay, so we're going to have some questions about Die the Saint. So can we have the thumbs in the middle as we start? So Die the Saint, do you think this is true or false, invented a game for some overly energetic monks, which they called Grubby because of how dirty they got while playing it. This was an early version of the game we now call Rugby. So do we think that's true or false? If you think it's true, stick your thumbs up in the air. think it's false. There's quite a lot of falses going on. Anybody think it's true? Well, okay, well, that is wrong, so you can give us a round of applause. Stay standing up, everyone. That was good. That one is actually false. Okay, let's try another one. Dai was an animal lover, so on the monastery farm, the monks had to pull the plough themselves without the help of any animals. Do you think that's true or false? Give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, we've got a mixture on this one. Okay. I can tell you that one is actually true, so if you got that one wrong, can you take a seat for me? So a few people sitting down at that point, okay. If anybody's cheating, by the way, just give them a nudge in their conscience, okay. <laughs> honestly, things people do in church on a Sunday, honestly. Okay, let's try one more. The die was a vegetarian who only ever drank water and ate leeks. If you think that's true, put your thumb up. If you think it's false, put your thumb down. Again, a good mixture here. I can tell you that's reportedly true. Is that everyone out of the game? <laughs> I've got about another 20 of these to go. Oh, people, ah. Okay, well, well, we'll do it anyway. So just give me a thumbs up where you're sat. Okay, so we'll, we'll try this one. Dai's favorite way of referring to the monks was boyos. <laughs> Let me finish it, at least. Boyos, which is where we get the phrase from here in Wales today. Do you think that's true or false? You're going to go true? I can tell you it's false. Ah, oh, sorry. Snuck one in. Let's try another one. Okay, here we go. Dai loved to practice his sermons on animals, especially the surrounding sheep, believing some of them to be saved and part of his flock. Do we think that's true or false? If you think it's true, thumbs up. It's false, thumbs down. Ah, Now, this really has put the cat amongst the sheep. Okay, I can tell you that one is false. That was not true. I'd be a little bit worried if you thought the sheep were getting saved, but thanks for playing. (laughs) We'll need to cover some basics this morning. Okay, good. Now, how about this one? Once, when Dai was preaching, the crowd was so big that the ground where you stood rose up and formed a hill. Do we think that's true or false? Hang on a minute, Connor. Don't give the answer away. Honestly. Uh, so we think it's true or false. Where are we going? I can tell you there's plenty of people that think it's true. Yeah, Tlandewi Brevi is the site where that's meant to have taken place. Uh, Okay, so that's all about St. David. But let's just think a second about saints in general. 
What do you think of this one? To become a saint like Di, people will ask eyewitnesses for examples that you've shown sufficient holiness and virtue. If people are going to call you a saint, do you think that's true or false? Where are we going to go with that one? I can tell you that one's true. It's a scary thought, isn't it? Someone will come along and look at your life and say, is there sufficient holiness and virtue, which means good attitudes, good actions, in your life to be called a saint? How many people think they'd pass that test? No, some people are not thinking so. Some people are quite confident that they would pass that one. Okay, well, there's a few more. There's a few more to come. Do you think this one's true? You can only be a saint like Di if birds come and land on your outstretched arms. True or false, people? True or false? Bethan's going true. Does it happen for you, Bethan, when you put your arms out? Any animals? Any? Okay, fair enough. I can tell that one's false. That one's false. You thought that one was true, did you? Come on up. Sorry about that one. Okay, two more of these. You have to have performed at least two proven miracles to be called a saint. This is by the Catholic Church. Or only one if you've been martyred. Do we think that's true or false? Two proven miracles or one if you've been martyred. I can tell you that one is true. Anybody here done two proven miracles? I can't ask you the second part of this one. Yeah, no. Again, I don't know if I'd pass this test. Okay, let's have one more. You can't officially be called a saint until five years after you've died. Do you think that one's true or false? Ooh, ooh. Well, there's a very thoughtful ooh going on there. That one is true. Does anybody here pass that test? I hope not. It would be quite awkward and difficult if you did. But it's true, isn't it? There's all these sort of tests to go through to be called a saint. And just a simple quick glance at that list means by that test, I wouldn't pass it by, by a long stretch. Well, I want to tell us a, a story this morning about somebody in the Bible who everybody thought failed the test. Uh, another way of saying the word saint is to talk about God's holy people, being part of God's people. And there's somebody in the story of Jesus, you can look him up in your Bibles later on, it's in the Gospel of Luke, which is in the New Testament, chapter eight, uh, 19, if you want to check it out, who everybody knew had failed this test. His name was Zacchaeus, and we could have done this test this morning. Can anybody spell Zacchaeus? That would be a good, good saintly test. Uh, and we're told a few quick things about Zacchaeus. One of the things that we're told is that he was a short bloke. He was not tall. He was height challenged. I don't know what we call it today, but he was, he was really, really short. Uh, we also know that his job was a tax collector. So again, I'm from the valleys, so this is Zac the tax, basically. Uh, and Zach the tax was a tax collector. Now, we think of that in a certain way, don't we? Somebody's got to collect the money, and this bloke's got the job. But back in the day, this was a really emotive thing. So we know recently in our day, don't we, about the war that's going on in Ukraine. We're all between Russia and Ukraine. If you can begin for a moment to imagine that you live in the Ukraine, and you hear that one of your friends has gone to go and work for the Russian government, that's something like how they would feel about Jewish people going to work for the Roman authorities. They thought he was a, a traitor to him. They'd literally shouted him, spit at him, if they saw him on his own uh, in the streets. It wasn't safe for him to leave his house. We also know 
that he wasn't a very good tax collector, that when it suited him, he would take more money from people than he was meant to, than he was allowed to. So he's already unpopular, but the fact that he's using his job to his own advantage, his financial gain, makes him desperately unpopular. But those aren't the only things we know about Zacchaeus. That's not the only truth there is about him, which is interesting because we could all today, couldn't we, make a list of reasons why we're not a saint, why we're not holy. There's lots of things that are true about us that we could put up on a list, but it's not the only thing that's true about us. Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. In fact, the Bible tells us he wants to see who Jesus is. Now, one of the people, questions people ask about Zacchaeus is, is why? Why would he want to see who Jesus is? He's, he's famous, he's wealthy, he's powerful. Why does he want to know who Jesus is? And yet, Jesus has been going around welcoming all kinds of people to listen to him and to spend time with him, including tax collectors and sinners. So maybe something about Zacchaeus is going, well, I haven't got many friends, I don't have much of a life, but... Maybe Jesus might welcome me. Also in Jesus' day, if you were a rabbi, uh, you didn't have that bad a life. You were looked after by the, the synagogue tax. They would pay you. And Jesus seems to have walked away from all of that. He doesn't have a place where he's a rabbi. He's a wandering rabbi. He walks into places. And so Zacchaeus might have been interested. How can Jesus be so poor and have so much joy? at the same time. But whatever it was, Zacchaeus wants to see who Jesus is. So he does the really brave thing of leaving his house on his own to try and see Jesus, to try and catch something of what he's saying or what he's doing. But he can't because he's so, he's so short. He's a tiny bloke. And so the crowd around him are, are blocking his view of Jesus. Now we can imagine as well, Zacchaeus being Zacchaeus, Zach the tax, that he was not a popular person. So they're not helping him, right? They're not moving out of the way. Nobody's putting them uh, on his shoulders. And so he's desperately trying to see who Jesus is. And then, Zach the tax has this idea. Around the streets in Jericho are all these sycamore trees. We haven't got a sycamore tree this morning, but I thought I'd put something up just to show us. And Zach thinks to himself, if I can if I can climb up a little bit, if I can get a bit higher, if I can find some sort of height boost, something hopefully safer than the scaffolding, uh, then, then maybe I can just, I can catch a, hello, I can see you all up here, good morning, hi, nice to see you, there's people over there as well, good morning, maybe I can, I can see something of, of who Jesus is, and it's interesting, isn't it, in our lives, how we can often think, you know, for God to notice me, I've got to somehow climb up. Down where I am, I won't be seen, and so I've got to try and get higher. I've got to do better. I've got to do more. I've got to climb a bit higher up to try and be noticed by God. Or maybe it's not God. Maybe for some of us here today, we feel better by pushing others down, and that had been Zacchaeus's story, hadn't it? What's really interesting about this story is the sycamore trees were called the poor man's tree because they had all this low-hanging fruit. And so if you weren't earning much, you could go and get some, some cheap figs, some free figs off these sycamore trees. And so in climbing a sycamore tree, it's kind of a picture of what he's been doing with his life. He's been stepping on other people's dreams. He's been trampling on the poor to, to get ahead. And maybe for some of us here today, that's, that's what we've kind of thought, that actually, hello, 
It's been, it's been tested, I'm sure. <laughs> that actually doing well in life means doing better than others. The trouble with that is that there's always another rung on the ladder. I haven't thought about how I'm going to get down yet. Vela, I'll think about that in a moment. <laughs> it's an excellent question that should have been thought through. And we can feel that way at times, can't we? That how we're doing in life is actually to do with where we are compared with others. And Jesus' words to Zacchaeus are perfect. Jesus is walking through the street and he's got this crowd of people around him. And he stops suddenly and he looks up into the branches. In the, in the leaves, it's just about the shape of a person. Probably from the ground because Zacchaeus is so small, it might have looked like a child, but Jesus knows. And whoever we are today, I want you to know that as Jesus looks at us, he, he sees you. He sees who you are. Somehow, Jesus is able to look, and he knows Zacchaeus' name. He must know that he lives nearby, because he says, I'm, I'm coming to your house today. And he sees that this man wants to meet with him. And despite all the mistakes in his life, despite the way he's treated others, Jesus says, if you want to meet with me, Zacchaeus, well, open your home, because I'm going to come and meet with you. And maybe that's something that some of us need to hear today. Come down. Come down from all the play acting, all the competing. Come down from it all because Jesus just wants to meet with you. He knows it. He knows it all. He, he sees through it all. And he just wants to meet with you. So Zacchaeus climbs down from this tree. And the two of them go off puts a meal on at his house. We don't know much about Zacchaeus' family. If he was married, had kids, but he goes in, he sits at his table, eats off his plates, they, they talk together. And then something happens in Zacchaeus' heart. Outside, everyone's grumbling. How can Jesus meet with him? How can Jesus be interested in him? There's more important people here. There's others that Jesus could speak to, others that have been waiting. Why? Why is Jesus interested in him? And Jesus is going to explain that in a really simple way. He says, because the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. But then this change happens in Zacchaeus' heart. We don't know what they talk about. We don't know how long they talk. But we do know that when they come out, Zacchaeus is a changed person. And he says to everyone, if I've wronged you, if I've taken money off you that I shouldn't, I'm going to pay you back four times what I owe you which is wildly more than he was expected to. But did you notice that he doesn't do those things, like Richard was saying earlier, to get Jesus to come to his house? It's a consequence that because he's met with Jesus, now there's change. To meet Jesus is to change. To follow Jesus is to be willing to change. So maybe Jesus needs to speak to others of us here this morning. Say, come down. There's a change that needs to happen, a transformation that needs to take place, a conversation I, I want to have with you. Come down, make some space, make some room, make some time for me. I wonder if Jesus wants to say that to each and every one of us today. And then in front of everyone, Jesus wants to make this one final announcement before he moves on. He puts his hand on Zacchaeus' shoulder and he says, this person too is a child of Abraham. 
because salvation has come to his house. It's interesting that Jesus wants everyone to know that, that he is part of God's holy people. He's part of the saints, not because of the change that's happened, not because of uh, anything that he's done, but because he's met with Jesus, because he's welcomed Jesus into his home. And the same could be true for all of us today. If we'll make that space, if we'll make that room, if we'll welcome Jesus, Jesus can find us today and welcome us home. So let's just do that right where we're sat right now. I just want to invite everyone just to be still and quiet where they are. And I wonder where these words land for you today. I'd love you to think about these words of Jesus. Each of us, come down. I'm coming to your house today. What are the things that we feel we have to climb up in order to feel safe or secure or successful or spiritual or saintly? That actually one meal with Jesus will satisfy. One meal with Jesus will change. Lord Jesus, I thank you in this story that Zacchaeus wasn't the only one who was seeking. I thank you, Lord, that you come to seek those who are seeking for you. Thank you, Lord, that you don't want people to remain lost, alone. But you want to know us and you want us to know you. So help each of us today, I pray, to welcome you in a deeper way. Into our homes, into that place where we are ourselves into the inner space. Lord, would you help us to know that transformation, that healing that comes when we welcome you in. And we thank you that those words which were true of Zacchaeus are true of us, that we're counted as part of your people because you've come to seek and to save that which was lost. Thank you today that each and every one of us however successful or otherwise we feel, can know that you call us a saint. You call us your child. You call us home.